Welcome to the Love Lab Podcast, a safe place to get real about sex. Whether you're a man, woman, single, or couple, this is the show for you. We are your hosts, Kevin Anthony and Celine Remy, and we are here to guide you to go from good to amazing in the bedroom and beyond. All right, welcome back to the Love Lab Podcast. This is episode 115, and it's titled How to Be Effective at Online Dating and Flirting. Okay, so this is something actually that we've needed to do for quite a while. And the reason is uh, neither you nor I have actually any experience with online dating. But we get a lot of people asking us questions about it. In fact, we did do an entire episode on how to write a proper online dating profile from our own perspective. Uh, But now we have an actual online dating expert on the show who's going to give you all the secrets. Well, at least some of the secrets. <laughs> as, as many as we can in a half hour show. That's right. <laughs> so we're very excited um, today to have Jared on the show. But before we brought, bri- bring him in, let's give a big shout out to our sponsors, Power and Mastery. So if you want to join the secret club of men who are great in bed, then check out Power and Mastery at powerandmastery.com. It is the most complete sexual mastery training for men. Whether you want to have harder erections, last longer in the bedroom, or increase your sexual skills, you'll find something for you at powerandmastery.com. So today we have Jared Syke Lawrence, and he is a dating mentor with 15 years experience. He's been featured on CBS, MTV, A&E, ABC, Oxygen, and Yahoo, who had it all of this in one breath. (laughs) (laughs) But here's the most impressive part. He's prevented 17 suicide and is responsible for over 50 marriages to date. Pretty impressive. That's pretty impressive, yeah. Yeah, so welcome, Jared. Thank you. Great to be here. <laughs> so we have so many questions today. Yeah. So, and we should preface too that you know Jared is focusing mainly on helping men in the online mm-hmm. dating uh, world. However, we reached out to female friends of ours, and we said, "Hey, what kind of questions would you want to ask somebody who's an online dating specialist, like somebody who's a real pro at it?" And they had some really interesting questions because basically they're seeing behavior from men in the online dating space that they don't necessarily understand. So the questions that we're going to be asking throughout this interview are a mix of like advice for guys for how to be better, you know, in the online dating space. But also if you're a woman, don't tune out because (laughs) you might get... You might get answers to some of those questions when you experience things in online dating. You're like, why did he do that? Or why is it Mm -hmm. like that? Right? So I think this episode is going to have something for everybody. So let's start with our first question, which is who should reach out first? We're hearing from women that they expect the men to do the first move, but is it still the best option or is it outdated? What's your recommendation, Jared? Yeah, I think Bumble really had it wrong. I think the guy should be doing the first one to outreach. Even when girls do start to message first and they, you know, go with Bumble, it's always just a simple like, hey, like something, nothing. And then they're waiting for the guy to um, respond back to them with something clever, something uh, unique. So I actually did a split test on this using Bumble, where I looked at all the women who were messaged me, hey, hi, hello, how are you? And I just mirrored what they were doing. So if they said, hey, I wrote back, hey. They said, how are you? I said, I'm good. How are you? And they would say, I'm good. I would go, 
good to know. <laughs> I would just kind of mirror what the women were doing, allowing, allowing them to take the lead, and they hated it. Within two messages, they would immediately just stop responding. They wouldn't take the lead anymore. They didn't want to actually come up with anything new. It was very, very clear that every, almost unanimous, I would say, I mean, there were a couple of outliers, but almost like 99% uh, of women would basically do a very, very little, and then completely expect me to take the reins and lead this conversation. And if I didn't, they were like, oh, well, I don't want to talk to him anymore. So I played around with that. And yeah, it's, it's, it's overwhelmingly the guy should lead the conversation in the beginning. Thank you so much for saying that, Jared. So for all of you who are listening, I was like, actually, I, I, I cheered and had my arms up thinking like, this is amazing, great advice. Because I agree as a woman, uh, I, I can take the lead, of course. Uh, and I'm independent and I have a mind of my own. But here's the thing. I do really like it when a guy does the first step. And so the thing that's really awesome is in what you said, when even if a woman kind of opens, like shows the door, but it's still the guy who needs to open the door. I mean, it goes on. It, honestly, I've done this testing where it goes beyond the first step. Mm -hmm. It goes with every step that leads the interaction forward in some way. For example, first kiss. Mm -hmm. I, I played around with it where I'm like, you know what? I'm going to keep going to dates with this girl and I'm not going to make the first kiss. I'm going to wait for her to make the move. Never ends well. <laughs> it's just always like she'll either get frustrated or she'll just feel like I'm not into her. And then you'll see there's a very clear turnoff uh, where she's not interested anymore. Right. And this goes for anything, asking on a date, if I'm just waiting for her to ask me on a date and I'm just being flirty and playful back, but it's not leading anywhere, uh, about 50-50, half will just lose interest. The other half will eventually say something like, so did you want my number? Did you want to, what do you want to do here? Right? They're like, do something, do something. Mm -hmm. So go through getting number, any of it, the guy should be taking the lead. So I, I think this is a really important point to emphasize for men who are listening to this, which is that in our modern society, we're basically being told now that everything's equal 50, 50, right? And those sort of old school chivalrous ways are dead and buried and that, you know, none of this matters anymore. And, and what you're telling us is through your own experimentation is it does matter because the women mm -hmm. still are waiting for you to take the lead. So men, if you're listening out there and you're not getting the responses that you expect to be getting, maybe it's because you're not taking the lead. Absolutely. So, so now um, I want to bring it to another question where, um, and it was kind of what our friends asked, we're like, why do you think so many guys don't actually read the actual profile? So we saw a behavior that a lot of women will take a lot. He already of, knows. He's like, he's <laughs> laughing. <'cause> he, <laughs> he is, but I'm just going to preface I, it, you know, so okay. like they put their photos and they write the whole thing. This is what I want. You know, they took the time and then they just get a, a message like you're hot or whatever. So I'm like, why? They wanted to know all all the women were like, tell us why don't they read our profile? Because lust comes before love. When a guy's on a dating app, he's lonely, he's horny, he's wants to like, you know, and there are guys who want relationships, granted. Like they, they're looking to get with a girlfriend, settle down. Almost, you know, almost like the vast majority of the guys I coach say the end, end, end goal of all this, learning all these skills that I'm teaching them is they want a girlfriend, they want to get married, they want to find the one. So we're not that far off men, you know, men and women here. But in the beginning, uh, yes, definitely sex triggers come before relationship triggers, which is something else I've taught women as well, is you just have to understand this is how guys think. It's, it's, it's not going to change. I don't care how PC the world gets. This is an evolutionary biological thing. When guys are on these profiles, they're just looking for the girl that's pretty. 
in the, in the nicest way. They're looking for a pretty girl and they're swiping on that. They're not taking time to read the bio. If they are reading the bio, it's usually for information on what to message them about and what to talk with them. But they're not making really any decisions based on a bio. It's so bad, actually, for men. In fact, that there was a study done, I think, back in 2012. I forget who did it, where they had women going on these dates with guys and they were all and it was the same woman who was a very, you know, uh, you know, objectively attractive woman, right? And she would say worse and worse things on her date with the goal of, can I make this guy not want to take me on a second date and want to you know, hook up with me? And it got to the point where she's openly admitting she has a, this like STD <laughs> currently right now. And the guys are like, oh, that's unfortunate. Well, still, if you're not doing anything to, you know, uh, you know, next weekend, like they did not care. So unfortunately, in, the, in you know, that the lust phase, like you, people just have to go through that and realize that's the initially what's what's wrong men. With that said, though, through that phase, I believe women can show relationship triggers and then turn lust into commitment and caring and love and you know, going down that path. So I have one more question in that, because I know also from other people, like there's the famous, we're going to be talking about pictures and photos and messages. Mm -hmm. And while I was thinking about pictures and lust and guys, it's very normal for a guy to send a dick pic or a like shirtless (laughs) photo. And for a lot of women, it's a massive, like, I don't know this guy. And he's just now sending me this like super highly suggestive photo. Like it's kind of weird. And a lot of women are turned off. Mm -hmm. So I want to hear about your experience with dialing messages and photos. And I also want you to speak about like, hey, dick pic, yes, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. No. <laughs> but, but dick pic, no. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing with the whole dick pics and shirtless selfies and all that kind of stuff. Okay. So if you're a guy listening to it, awful, never, don't do that. I even gone so far if a girl requests it. I normally don't even want to send it because then it takes away the mystery of it. It takes away the like sexual tension. So even if a girl wanted it, like I still don't want to do that. Right. And what I'm, what I'm realizing here is that, so then I asked myself, well, why are guys doing this? Because almost unanimously, every girl I talk to is like, that's disgusting. I've had one girl who likes dick pics that I've, that I've interviewed and talked to, but for the most part, women like hate it. They're like, I don't know why I'm getting this. Uh, the shirtless selfies, it's not as bad, but it's just seen as douchey. It's seen as mm-hmm. like, Uh, like an eye roll, right? While the dick pic is more like cringe, like, oh my God. And (laughs) I believe the reason why guys do this is because again, emotional state. So there's, there's a few things going on. One, they're in a heightened, horny, you know, state, uh, lustful, emotional state. So right now the testosterone is going, they're not thinking like clearly, they're not thinking in terms of how do I court this girl? How do I you know, make the best impression? They're thinking like porn culture. They want like immediate gratification. And in order to do that, they don't exactly know what to say, what to do. They don't have a process. They didn't come to modern flirting. They don't know what to actually go through uh, to give the girl the adventure and, you know, to make her actually enjoy uh, the back and forth. So due to frustration, loneliness, horniness, whatever, they're trying to do a very uh, Hail Mary. If you've got no sports analogies, like just throw the ball as far as you can and just hope for the best. Uh, It's kind of like a wish and a prayer that they're doing by forcing the interaction to now go sexual, either with a dick pic, with shirtless selfie. And they're just kind of praying that the girl's receptive to it, even though I really do think they understand it's a huge, huge, huge long shot. It's not likely going to happen. But again, in their mind, it's just laziness, numbers game. Maybe if they send it to 50 girls one will be into it. They're just kind of like playing the field versus what's the best thing to do with this girl. Mm. 
Awesome. Great answer. Thank you, Jared. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, I really hope people uh, are tuning into this episode because this is gold. I know. This is gold for guys listening. I mean, already what Jared has given you, if you're a guy, is like you, you've already 10x your game mm-hmm. just, just with those couple of tips. So to, speaking of 10xing, um, when we were talking earlier, you were telling us about how you were dialing your messages and photos and so that things were changing depending on what you were putting online. So mm-hmm. we would love to hear more about your findings in terms of what worked uh, and what didn't work, of course. Okay, sure. I mean, if we're looking at online dating specifically, because uh, I help guys with either code approach, meeting a strange girl they don't know, building up a social circle lifestyle and meeting women through that, which is my uh, preferred, I believe, have a lifestyle and a social circle that draws women to you. Mm-hmm. And then the third one right now, especially, is online, which mm-hmm. everybody's flocking to. And when I broke down online, I, I like to do things in like steps. So I realized the most important thing that, you know, nothing else matters about this one is the pictures. When the pictures, then the second most important thing was the bio, because again, it makes more matches. Without matches, I can't do anything. Once I got my once I maxed out the matches, a third step, which is what messages to be sending back and forth. How like what kind of messages do I go that leads into a date, right? And when I broke it down to these three things, I just like took weeks, maybe even a month sometimes on figuring out just dialing that down and playing around with different uh techniques and what i found was ridiculous i thought i was doing like i was already coaching and doing this stuff before corona and i was probably getting maybe like 13 matches a week and you know probably could get like one you know one date a week with a girl online which i thought was like that's fine that's you know what it's here for when i really dived into it 13 became 60 matches and then one a week became uh i showed my guys i got nine dates in five days just from when I started dialing the messages. So it was, you can have unreal success and you're all doing it in your underwear, in your home. Like <laughs> you're just being comfortable. So it's, it's, it's really cool. You know, it's really uh, easy. So when it comes to the pictures, we can start there for guys. So with, with men, so the women listening to this, men just want to see pretty hot, gorgeous, use whatever adjective uh, you want. That's really what's going to trigger the guy, right? So showing those shots where, you know, it's like, it's less before relationship where the guy's like, oh my God, she's gorgeous. I want to swipe right. Men are stupid, simple with, with women. It's a little bit more complicated than that. It goes into the uh, concept that a, a picture is worth a thousand words. So I have to tell a story of my life and who I am based on sometimes at most six pictures. And I will say quality beats quantity. I'd rather three really, really good pictures than six okay pictures. I'd actually rather three amazing pictures than three amazing pictures and then three mediocre pictures, right? Because it's just taking away points. If you have bad pictures, it hurt. It goes against you. It's better to use no picture than a bad picture. Bad pictures can be uh, big group shots where you can't tell who you are, wearing the sunglasses, the shirtless selfies or the bad pics, bad photography uh, in general, bad lighting, uh, you know, just grainy, grainy photo uh, could be you're making a weird face, you're wearing like sloppy clothes. There's so many things that go into a bad photo. I would add uh, you're uh, with two other women on that photo. Or two, yeah, no. <laughs> so here's another. So here's a crazy thing I, I realized early on, and it even expanded. Uh, testing I did like years and years ago. One of the best things you can do to attract a girl in person is show her pre-selection. And this isn't a douchey thing that came up. Pre-selection is where she sees other girls want you. 
And this is something that was discovered in the 20s by a psychologist named Robert Thorndike. And what he did was he took a guy's photo and he said, how attractive is this man? And all the girls were like, he's like a six, let's say, right? On a scale of one to 10. They showed another group of girls, how attractive is this man? But in the photo, there's a girl just looking at him smiling. And that guy became an eight, right? <laughs> so when women see other women want a guy, they are, again, evolutionarily wired to desire that man more. However, that doesn't mean man whoring. If they see the guy chasing after every woman in sight, it makes him less attractive. So women want you more attractive. You want all these different women less attractive. And you got to like know the difference there. So pre-selection, I've used it with social circle, going out, bar scene, club scene, whatever, uh, to amazing effects. Online dating, awful. Women with online dating, when they see you in pictures with other women in it, awful. Then I thought, well, okay, social proof. That's another psychological uh, you know, phenomenon we've knew, known since the 50s when we did elevator pranks on people. There's a whole thing with the social proof that people did. I love psychology in the fifties because they did all like the messed up experiments that were hysterical. And, <laughs> and what happened today? <laughs> yeah. So they could, yeah, now we have like the ethics, but it, it was really funny. Like they would like mess with people based on social proof. Uh, and I thought, okay, maybe we can do that with online dating. Nope. The more and more I'm looking at it, I'm playing around with one friend now with us laughing to get an emotional response. But even that I'm finding social proof is not that great. So now the question is, what is great? What do we want to telegraph? What do we want to show on our six photos? Number one, sex appeal. Just like women should probably have it for all six or maybe like four and then two showing like, you know, homey, feminine, you know, whatever, or something about her that's unique or, or different, I would say, you know, for women. But for guys, number one is sex appeal. To do that, you want it from the chest up. And you want to be faced on with the camera. You want a really good quality photo. Um, you want to be smiling in the photo as well. If you don't have the best smile, you can edit that on. In my main photo, what's crazy is I have like a normal face. Like I'm just doing like a normal looking at the camera face. And I took it and I, I, I hired an editor to add a smile to that photo. And it's like the best smile I've ever done in my life that he was able to put on this thing. And the smile beats the serious look. Again, split test of this. Mm -hmm. So chest up, uh, somewhat dark background, dark features. And that's your number one, you're going to be your sexy photo. You also want something that shows your own personality, whether it's you speaking on a stage. I have one where I'm uh, doing stand-up comedy like a hobby, something fun that's you, maybe if it was you guys doing a podcast, like with the big mics, like what is he doing? What's going on there? That would be another good one. You, uh, so that's also, you also want a display of excellence. So if you play the guitar, show them with you playing the guitar. If you do rock climbing, show you do rock climbing, whatever you're really good at, display it. It's not bragging. You're selling yourself. Uh, another one that you can do is the awe. I call it the awe emotion, which is you with your puppy. Or if you don't have a puppy, you with your family or you with a ba somebody's baby or whatever, right? And you're just kind of going through all these different emotions from sexy to adventurous. Maybe like you're traveling. If there's a picture with you at the Eiffel Tower or if there's one of you uh, skydiving, something adventurous, exciting, outdoorsy. Also, another good one is if you're doing like just general nice ones, beaches sell for some reason. Like beaches are made. So if you, it's you with a beach in the background, those pictures like usually always do better than ones without the beach. So I got one when I saw that where I'm outdoors, there's, there's a beach and I'm, and I'm riding on this like electric unicycle. It's, it's way cooler than that sounds. I'm not doing it justice. <laughs> it's, 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 it's like a solo wheel. It's like a, it's like a, 
you stand on it. You don't sit, yeah, you yeah, stand yeah. on it. And it's a one wheel thing. And there's the beach in the background and women are, you know, liking on this photo. So get, you know, get different images that tell a different story about you, evoke different emotion when the girl is going through uh, your profile and make sure the photos are really good. They shouldn't all look like professional photos uh, because then a girl's like, okay, he's just like modeling or something, but it should be like a good high quality photo. That was amazing. Wow. Uh, people like listen to that again, take good notes because that was again, gold. Like, thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. So helpful. Yes. I'm actually having an online bootcamp next month. That's just the tip of the iceberg. I'm going to be sending a weekend diving into how all this works and helping guys completely transform their online, their online game and online profiles. Well, that's awesome. We're, we'll definitely come back to that at the end of the show. So you can really give a pitch to people sure. for that because so far what you've shared has been amazing. But I want to go back to one point that you made because originally we started talking about this and, you know, you were saying, well, you know, we asked the question, why don't guys read the profile? And, you know, the answer was kind of like, well, it's really just about the sex appeal. But the point that I wanted to make was you, you said when talking about the photos that the bio still has an importance because the bio is how the matches show up. Mm-hmm. It, so, so all women should have a bio, not just be, I would think all women should have a bio, not because it gets you more matches. I, I truly, I think a woman could have nothing in her bio and she'll get matches. And really, I, I've seen really beautiful girls get away with that and they just know they're really hot. So they don't put like a bio in there, but it's doing them a disservice because now they're getting more generic, boring conversation because what the bio does for girls is it gives guys some fuel, some things to work on where he can be witty. He can take an interest in you. He could, you know, he can do things other than sup, you know, like how's your weekend. (laughs) It's it's more, there's more to it than that. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I really love this. Um, One of the things that we were hearing, uh, we have beautiful friends and they got one of them. Did she say like 500 requests in a weekend or something? I forgot. She's a former model and she's beautiful. Okay. So yeah, hundreds of matches. And her question was like, what do you do with that? She's like, she couldn't even possibly go through all of those. Mm hmm. Yeah. So this is a quality problem. I mean, I'm, I'm over here being all proud of my 60. She's getting 500 here, but that's, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a quality problem, right? So here's what, I mean, obviously I don't go through this as a woman, but I also have friends who are models or, you know, they're the, they're, what do you call them? The, they wave the lights around in the nightclub. They have the bottle girls, bottle yeah. service girls, uh, you know, who, who get similar kind of results uh, as what your friend talking about. And what I've learned from them is they're just doing a quick scrolling to go past anything other than, hey, what's up? Hey, hi. What? Like all the boring. If it's a one word, if it's a like quick little everything else, she's just going quickly through it and just picking the messages that are look somewhat different at face value. Mm-hmm. That's why any of my messages need to be attention grabber messages. They need to be something that does cut through that noise uh, and really, uh, you know, shock them. In some way. So like one of, uh, you know, one of my friends, I'm going to give credit where credit's due. He has, uh, you know, uh, endless options, whatever. I got a great uh, starter from them that I feel like cuts the noise, which is an autocorrect. Like, uh, so his starter that I've played around with is, oh, my God, uh, or you're, why are you so cute yet so fat? 
And then you go, oh my God, I meant far. Damn it, far. <laughs> like an autocorrect message because it's like fat. What the hell? And then you go into it, right? And the idea of that is to break through all the, hey, what's up? Hi, hi, hi. Right. And there's a lot of different like, you know, messages. I don't personally, I don't like doing a, a standard message because even that one, I do believe at some level, women will see through it because it's like how because you're always going to get how many girls did you send that to right mm -hmm. even that one not, not all the time but i've had it, even that one so when i'm doing a message i want something that breaks away something unique something a little bit different based on her bio bio and if she doesn't have a bio based on her pictures where she knows that's for her and there's also some creativity to it there's also some you know fun to it and i always want to make sure it's a playful like silly uh message not just a normal like oh wow i saw you're in paris it looks really pretty how did you like your trip like i don't want to go into boring talk i want to make sure right off the bat i'm getting a spiked with a funny silly emotion oh i can't wait to dive in more this was awesome so far uh so good and as a woman i can only agree you know when you said even the typo i was like i don't know you know calling a woman fat even by mistake it's going to be hard for her to forget especially as a first impression so be careful with that one yep. in my opinion oh yeah i've had it i've had it back <laughs> again that's not mine that's from <laughs> another company and those options i just use it as this template example because uh -huh. i don't really have templates i don't uh -huh. have a like here use this starter whatever i like to oh, i show my guys the techniques of how to look at her profile and then generate one of your own versus something that everybody's going to use and then every girl's heard it anyways mm -hmm. yeah well and I, and I think what the what the real advice here is don't send generic messages you know copy and pastes or just hey do something original uh that speaks to her specifically i mean the that's, that's not exactly rocket science, <laughs> but I, I get that most guys don't do that. So I'm, I'm not saying it's not good advice. It's actually spectacular advice. And it's lighthearted and playful. We want to get it. We want to, I want to look, I want her to one, see it through all those 500 messages. I want to be like, Ooh, what's this one? And then when she reads it, I want to get her smile, get a burst of good emotion just my message. And then we go from there. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. So we got a few more questions, of course, and I'm really excited about that. But before that, we want to do a quick break to invite our listeners into our program. So if you are a committed couple who is stuck in a rut and just going through the daily motions instead of connected, connecting the way you used to, and you're just tired of still mechanical sex that lacks spontaneity and fun, and you don't want to live a life of average, then Kevin and I would like to invite you to join us to our highly sex power couple platinum program and so if you give us 90 days we will help you bring the passion back between the sheets and be synced up sexually so that you can thrive with more purpose and passion in life so you can find more about our program at celineremy.com forward slash passion so that's if you are in a relationship now with jared's advice he's going to help you get a relationship so let's that's continue. right then when you get it come see us we'll help you with it <laughs> i get your relationship boom go see Celine. exactly <laughs> so um i think i wanted to ask like again like do you have any recommendations over like um quality over quantity because i think there is a difference like the women we are more picky and we, we kind of understand that concept and we might be more choosy while a lot of guys like you said well they're thinking if i do even this cheesy thing to 50 women and one of them answers i score but we don't really see it that way so i was just curious about your opinion on quality versus quantity I think there has to be a balance. I think I think both are actually important. And I exactly what you're saying. I think women 
go too far to, for quality over quantity to their own detriment, actually. Mm-hmm. And I think men go too quantity over quality to their detriment. So it's like totally different reasons. So when a woman's matched with a guy and talking with them, she'll go quality over quantity. I have one girl I was talking to who's like, I'm all in on this guy. I don't want to be talking or, you know, thinking about any other guys. I'm not seeing what any other options are there because I'm focusing on him. I'm like, oh, is your boyfriend? No, no, I haven't had to talk with him. I don't know if he sees me the same way or not. Well, why don't you ask if you're going to like lock everything down and not talk to other guys? Maybe you want to talk with him about it, but he might say he, he might not feel the same way I do. So I, I'm not going to do that. So <laughs> like, okay. Right. So I, I feel like with women, they get very much, you know, uh, fast, fast tracked to relationship, even when it's not there. Mm-hmm. And they'll, they'll try to make it up in their minds almost uh, sometimes where it's like, that's the guy, that's my boyfriend. That's what I got to make it down. And it's like, look, not every guy is meant to be a boyfriend or a husband or whatever. You know, every guy is meant to come in your life with different things, whether it's a friend, whether it's friends with benefits, whether it's a long-term relationship, whether it's a husband, whatever it is, it's like judge each guy separately and see what your options are. Have a little bit more quantity so you can get a feel for it. Obviously, if you start a uh, monogamous relationship and make him your boyfriend, then, you know, that's, that's that. But that's a time to go, I'm all in. Mm-hmm. versus not seeing what else is out there. You're not doing anyone a service and chances are he's not doing the same for you. So that's my advice to the women. With guys, they're doing quantity over quality. They're talking with every girl that they can, but by doing that, they're they're becoming lazy. They're not actually thinking like, all right, what do I do to get with this girl? Oh, okay, I, I acted stupid in work. Screw it. All right, let me go to the next one, next one, next one, next one. But you're just burning uh, these chances over and over and over again, and you're not actually getting any better. And then when something does work, it's probably something uh, that's not really what you want. And then people, guys are complaining. They're not getting the quality type girls, but they're not putting in the work. Most guys, they procrastinate. They, they don't take action. They're lazy about it. They think, Oh, it'll just, you know, it'll just click and it'll be right. No, there's a skill to it. I mean, that's the whole reason I have a job. It's because it's I'm showing these guys, look, here's how to make it better. Follow this uh, roadmap, follow these processes. And then when a guy's actually take the time to go, you know what? This is a skill. Let me practice this. Let me actually do this the right way and build it up versus, you know, you know, getting lucky, trying to, you know, hoping they can get whatever they can get. They actually start learning the skills bit by bit by bit the right way. And they're like, wow, okay, this is amazing. Like, I'm getting more and more results. And it's something that we can track in months. That's the beautiful thing. It took me like three years to get uh, where I was like, I'm really happy with my dating life and, and what I'm able to do. And I started with like nothing. I started like completely awful with women, had no friends, just awful, awful. And it took me about three years of constantly practicing, going out, uh, trying everything. The fact that I'm able to get my guys results either in relationships or dates every week or being just able to have girls that they're consistently talking to at dating girls outside of their league for the first time in their life within a matter of months is ridiculous to me even because I didn't even have that when I was first learning this. I mean, this is why you hire people who've done where uh, what you want to do, because we help people shortcut this whole thing. Because all of us, mm-hmm. it took us years to do what we know how to do now. Uh, so yeah, absolutely. I think it's it, it actually speaks a lot that you took yourself from where you were to where you are, and then that you found a way to create a... Uh, like something to follow for men to go like faster and have better results for sure. Yeah. 
So I want to take it a little bit offline now because a lot of people, like you gave so much value here and I know you've got so much more and people can continue working with you. Uh, but now you got the match, okay? And it's one yeah. thing. How do you go about approaching the woman once you've made the match? And especially once you like, like maybe that first date. <laughs> so I, when I tell guys, we got about five vibes that my guys go through. There, you know, so if you go read my book, there's 15 steps in my traction ladder, which is just like step by step by step. It's like, it's like how to attract a woman and leave things forward for dummies. Essentially, it's just step by step, 15 steps. There is super easy, broken down. As you get more advanced, you realize you don't have to do this 15 step ladder. It's just five vibes that you keep cycling back and forth with comfort, playful, flirting, connecting, sexual. And we go through these vibes and the idea is we start with one. When we're getting it back, we can jump to the other. If we test for one and we don't get it back, we go down one. Here's what I mean by that. If the comfort vibe, I'm just making, I'm just saying stuff to make the girl feel comfortable around me. Friendly, platonic, at ease, you know, because you can't have attraction without comfort. If a girl sees the most gorgeous guy in the world, uh, you know, who's just, everything she ever wanted, but he's got blood draining down his shirt and a knife in his hand and he's looking at her. She's not feeling attraction. She's getting the hell out of there, right? So you need comfort. Now, once I'm saying stuff and doing things to get her comfortable, what I'm noticing is, is she talking with me, engaging with me? Is she comfortable with me? If she's not, I got to keep doing comfort. If she is comfortable with me, then I can test her being playful. Is she being playful back? Then I can test her being flirtatious. If I test her being flirtatious and she's not flirty, then I go playful. I just go back to playful. If she's not being playful with me, even though if I'm being playful, I go back to comfort. And the idea is to keep pushing, but watching her reactions and going back when necessary, but pushing it from playful or comfort to playful to flirting to connecting to sexual. When it comes to the messaging online, the goal is to progress it with those five vibes to flirtation. And it can be very quick. It's not honestly like... I used to think you have these long back and forth messages of girls, like not really. It could really be simple within like a day, within six messages, eight messages, maybe like it's, it's cause I'm starting playful. The idea that we match means she's already comfortable with me. She says, he's cute. I like him. I can assume comfort. I start playful. Once she's playful back, I test for flirtation. If she's flirting back with me, I go for a phone number. Oh, actually, no, I'm sorry. I go for the date. I don't like getting girls numbers. I like getting dates. Every guy likes, looks to like look at a number, like get a piece of paper, like, oh, I got a number. It's like a trophy. It means nothing. <laughs> Girls will give you the number to get rid of you. Yeah. So I don't, and a fake I don't, one. We know women who, who, one, have, like, who have an exact fake number that they give all the time. Same like like the, 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 head, um, the call center or whatever, where they're like, you've got a fake number. <laughs> exactly. It's a real number where like, yeah. guys are like, oh, man, they get like a rejection proof hotline. <laughs> uh, so, so once I go flirtatious with the girl, then I know that she's ready to go on a date. So I, I see the date, I suggest a date, I invite her on the date. That's three-step process there. Once she agrees to go on the date with me, then as the afterthought, I get a number, of course. With the number, I used to go just flirtatious, got a number, you know, got a date, go on the date. But then I meet up with her and it was, it was lukewarm. It was because it was very small, quick interaction on, uh, online. So now what I suggest to guys is once you have a number, use it. But use it for the fourth vibe, which is making a connection. And I think it's really good before the date, you should do a FaceTime or at least a, a call with the girl. So you can ask certain questions and you can, uh, 
you know, really start asking the right kind of questions to get a genuine connection with her and show interest in her. Uh, to, to, that's why you're going on the date in the first place. And then on the date, it just kind of starts back up again. You start back with comfort because first time seeing each other, going to be uncomfortable, and you go through the vibes uh, all over again. And that's basically all you have to think about. Yeah, that's that's a really fantastic way of looking at it. I like it. Like, you know, some people might think, oh, it's a, it's a little regimented. It's a little like, you know, like you might be thinking that yeah, maybe, maybe I, not. I, like I don't it. know. <laughs> but, but what I think is really good because, you know, men, we tend to be those sort of logical step-by-step thinkers. So it's really actually good for the way our brains work to think about it in those terms. And the other thing that I think it's really good is it shows guys not to just jump straight to sexual. Like the whole dick yep. pic thing is jumping, it's just bypassing all of that and jumping over to the sexual, right? So I think for men to have a model to follow that makes them stop and think, yeah, oh, actually, I need to make them feel comfortable. You know, I need to flirt with them a little bit. I need to establish some sort of a connection before they just jump straight over into the, hey, right. babe, let's do it. <laughs> Here's so my, my guys know they can't even test for being sexual with a girl until they see the girl making effort to make a connection with them back. Mm-hmm. Once they see the girl doing things that shows that she's asking them deep questions, she's showing interest in him and making the connection. That's when he's like, all right, there seems to be a connection. Let me now test and do things that are more sexual. It could be for going for the kiss. It could be a light hair grab. It could be putting your arm around her. Like it could be anything. But you're doing this once you start seeing that there's the girl at least is making an effort for a connection. Amazing, amazing. I want to do one last quick question. We have two questions always, um, but one last uh, around the dates. Do you have a, a tip for the dates? Is it better like when it's in real life to go to his place, her place, neutral, or do dinner? Do you have like a preference there? Of those four, I'd say neutral. I wouldn't say, mm-hmm. it. I mean, for the, are we talking for the guy's point of view or for the girls? Like what's, what are we? How about both? <laughs> I mean, it depends also what the agenda is. Like I have no problem with guys want to meet up and just hook up and whatnot. And if there's a guy and he's got the girl interested in that and they're down for a casual fun encounter, then I would suggest go back to his place because that's how he can lead. He can make mm-hmm. sure that he has everything. And also, I think it's, I, I do think it's safer for the girl too, because you don't want a guy knowing where you live and mm-hmm. it's like stalking you if something happens, right? So I think if it's a hookup thing, guy's place. Okay. If it's not a hookup thing and you're going like, let's see where this goes, let's actually date properly, then you don't want to start off at his place or uh, the girl's place. Mm-hmm. You want to start off, and, and I don't like the dinner thing. I've done it, like, granted, because I'm lazy and there's literally a sushi hookah bar like right in my building and i'm just like it's i could just take the elevator down and if it's a bad date i got a good meal and i can go back up so i've i've personally been kind of lazy and but this is one of those do as i say not to say two uh, <laughs> moments right now although there's a hookah so it's kind of active but whatever it's also expensive so it does, and so the dates don't have to be expensive they don't have to be at all like what i'm doing i'm just doing it out of sheer laziness but Reality is uh, the active dates are the best. So you're like your Dave and Buster's, like an arcade thing, or you go miniature golf or kayaking or something where like the whole focus isn't on the date. Mm-hmm. Uh, another fun one they had I saw was like axe throwing. Uh, could be a good date. Anything that's just like, all right, let's see what you got. Let's do, um, I like when it's a challenge element where it's like, you know, you, you against a girl where it's like air hockey, like something stupid. But it's, it's getting that competition gets it more, fun. It gets more playful. It allows if there's any kind of lonely conversation, you just focus back on the activity. So I would say do away with movie dates, do away with um, dinner dates, 
do something active and another one. And you can see that you can honestly Google that. Like if you Google great dates, they're going to show you like do the active stuff. Here's what you can't Google. If you really want to make a good date, don't do a single date. Do a date with time distortion. What that means is this. If I take you out for a axe throwing date, let's say, and it takes four hours long. That is one date that took four hours long. However, in that four hours, if I took you on an axe throwing date, that was one hour. And then we had a beach picnic. That was a second hour. And then we went to a bar and got drinks. That was a third hour. And then we got went to an arcade place and we shot basketball. That was a fourth hour. It feels, the emotional equivalency is, it feels like four dates. Changing the environment matters. So I would much rather do time distortion and do different places throughout a date versus all of it in one spot because it's going to you're going to get that feeling at the end of those 4 hours that you know the person so much more there's going to be so much more of a connection now just by changing location up amazing i hope our listeners are listening all the way to the end because this is spectacular we do have our last question that we love to ask all of our guests jared sure. what is your best sexual talent my best sexual tap fingering, I'm, I'm guess. I <laughs> All right. I, I, I can, you know, actually, no, no, no. Well, fing, I mean, fingering for a sexual talent, because that, to me, that's the best way I know to like get the girl off multiple times. I just can, you know, playing around with it for so long that I won't even have sex with a girl until with fingering. I've had her like at least come once or maybe even twice playing around with it. But really, I just, I just rethought of it. I thought of it as a sexual act to be fingering, but really the best sexual talent is communication. And getting the girl to be comfortable enough to actually tell me what she likes, what is she into. So, you know, one girl, I was like, while I was doing it, I got her open up and tell me she wants my, my finger lower. And just by that, by she'll tell me like, no, move your hand down a little bit. It changed, the whole game changed. I was like, okay, that's, that's her spot. Uh, she didn't want to give me head. And I was thinking, okay, maybe she's bad at it or she doesn't like doing it or whatever. So I was able to communicate and bring it up with her. And she's like, well, I just, I, I feel like I don't know what I'm doing and I'm embarrassed or whatever. So I'm like, do you want me to teach you? And she was like, yeah, that'd be awesome. And we're in our, and she were in our thirties. She's like 31. So I was like, fuck it, I'll teach you. And then all of a sudden she loves doing it. She's into it. I'm like, this is amazing. And I can do exactly, I ever do exactly what I want. So I'd say getting the girl comfortable enough to communicate is probably the best sexual talent. So Celine, as you say all the time, communication is lubrication. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So, Jared, please tell our listeners where they can get more of you. Um, I know you have your website, modernflirting.com, uh, but anywhere else that they can get a hold of you. The best is to find me on Instagram and Facebook, especially. Uh, Jared Psych Lawrence. You type in Instagram, you type in Facebook, I'm your, my, my face is going to pop up. Uh, Jared, J-A-R-E-D, psych is like short for psychology. So P-S-Y-C-H and then Lawrence, everyone gets Lawrence wrong. It's not with a W, it's L-A-U-R-E-N-C-E, L-A-U. And you can message me on there. You can send me an email, psych, P-S-Y-C-H at modernflirting.com. But really social media is usually the best way. And then I'm always doing pro tips. I actually have to do one today. Uh, my social media manager reminded me. Uh, so you get my pro tips, you get lives from me, you get all different. You can ask questions in there. You can join my Facebook group, uh, Modern Flirting Dating Advice. I have a Facebook group. It's, it's private. So I got to screen you first, but you know, I, the more, the better. And yeah, and all here, you know what? Uh, here's something else I'm going to do. Let me, let me pull this up. If you, if you guys mentioned Celine, Celine Remy, and uh, you, you know, you say you saw me in a podcast. I'll even give you uh, my book, Psychology of Modern Flirting, for free. All right, full page, full fifteen steps. 
I'll send it right over to you. Or Dating During Corona, another book literally just for right now, how to make the best of Corona and turn lemons into lemonade. It's really easy if you know what you're doing. So I'll let you guys choose. Fantastic. This is Awesome. Wonderful, Jared. You guys make sure you reach out because honestly, I feel like we have so much more um, to, to cover, but there was so much little nuggets of wisdom. <laughs> I think they were bigger than ha- nuggets. They were kind of like boulders. <laughs> the golden boulders. I'm always happy to come back anytime. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jared. You gave really great information. I hope people got a lot of value out of that. And I feel the same way. We, I don't know how many questions we actually asked, but we have more on the list and there just isn't time. So there's so much more quality information that you could get from Jared. So if you want more, go look him up, go find him in all his social media places and uh, get more. All right, everybody, that's all the time we have for this episode. So we'll see you next week. We hope you like this episode of the Love Lab podcast. If you enjoy this show, subscribe, leave us a review, and share it with your friends. And for more free, exclusive content, join us in the Passion Vault at CelineRemy.com forward slash vault. That's C-E-L-I-N-E-R-E-M-Y dot com forward slash vault. Thanks for listening. And remember, you're amazing. <laughs>